Bayern. The European champions have been knocked out by the French giants from PSG. The Germans are dazed. The Germans have been hit again and again and again. We will have a new champion in Europe. Sorry, I had to uh, channel my inner Howard Cassell there from Ali Frazier. <laughs> Howard Cassell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Welcome is this in, the guys. only is this the only time France is gonna win a war or what, dude? Oh, <laughs> oh. sorry, my French there. listener friends. <laughs> Welcome oh. in, guys. It's uh, Wednesday, April fourteenth. Uh, we're in the middle of the two other Champions League games going right now. It's about the sixtieth minute, and both Dortmund City and Liverpool Madrid. Dortmund City are both one one, and Liverpool Madrid zero zero. Blake and I are just here having a beer or two and uh, kind of watching the games. Figured we'd we'd start up a pod. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get it fired up. Things have been going pretty well for us lately. I, I know European action isn't our, our strong suit, but we figure why not start drinking during that instead of making the wages <laughs> yeah. on it. <laughs> Just commiserate together. But yes. What yes. do you think? Like what's why, why are we struggling so much in Europe when, you know, overall we're, if, I think if we took our record out of Europe, we'd be uh, like really, really good. We're doing good. We're, we're up money, but I, we just can't figure it out in Europe. What, what's the what's the deal? Yeah, I mean, have we not performed enough witchcraft? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, you, the thing is, like, in the leagues, it's a little bit more consistent as to understanding, all right, this guy's going to rest this guy or this team's going to play this way. In Champions League or in, in Europa, I feel like there not only are people being rotated, but – the styles that the coaches are playing are being rotated. When you go to play a West Brom, it's kind of hard to say, okay, I've got a game midweek. I'm going to sit back against West Brom. Hell no, you're not sitting back against second from the bottom of the league. You know what I mean? You're going to still play the way you want to play. So in that regard, we kind of see the trends holding a little bit more steady. And I feel like you and I are a little bit more the trend players or the historical reference players than we are anything else. And in that regard, we do pretty well. Yeah. And I guess, you know, in the league, the teams are a lot more familiar with each other. And so it's a little bit easier to expect what's going to happen or, or have an idea of what the game plan might be. Whereas, you know, they go into Europe and, you know, I also wonder if not having any fans in the stands is more of an impact for the Champions League games, because, you know, even the fans realize that the Champions League is another level than a regular league game where you have 38 of them or whatever. There's only, you know, 12 or 16 uh, games there and so you know um you know maybe not having any fans there really ends up you know making it harder to predict in europe it, it's not quite as much of a home field advantage yeah yeah that's that's a very good explanation i think you know and <laughs> there's no home field advantage for madrid at their training grounds according to Jurgen Klopp but <laughs> it doesn't look like there's much home field advantage at Anfield either man with 0-0 here in the 63rd yeah. man we've had so much stuff go on before kickoff in these games too uh was it last night the German fans uh the, the Dortmund fans I guess a few of them set off some industrial size or industrial strength fireworks at two or three in the morning oh um, yeah of City's uh, hotel, you know, so definitely he woke them up and caused them not to have much sleep. And then, what was it, Real Madrid's team bus got attacked 
on, <laughs> on the way <laughs> yeah, into, into Anne. The, the glass busted up for sure, you know, and, and last night, I mean, it was not just once, not just twice, but three times. And finally, uh, you know, it was city security that was able to thwart the next attempt. But, you know, the players and, and some of the staff were quoted as saying it was building rattling size explosions and that type of thing. So pretty impressive work by the Dortmund Ultras. We were feeling pretty good about our Holanda score. We still might be, you know, they might be tired towards the end of the game and give something up. Uh, but we're still in the mix here for the Real Madrid-Liverpool uh, double chance bet where we had Real Madrid or the draw working here. It, it looks pretty good in the 64th, fifth minute, so let, let's keep it going. Yeah, you know, Madrid's just kind of been locking it down. They're, they don't really care if they have a lot of possession. Um, kind of counter in here and there. Nothing major chances for them. Coutois popped up with a, a few big saves. But, you know, for the most part, they'll be happy with a 0-0. Even a, a 1-0 loss, they'll be fine with. And then, you know, I mean, we, we kind of gamble in there with, with a Holland anytime scorer. But figure, how many games can he go without scoring with the great record he's got? I know it's City's got a great defense and everything, but, but worth, worth a pop. Yeah, I hear you. What's up with these Liverpool jerseys? They got the... You know, the collar is normally folded over uh, in the front, like one piece of fabric over the other in the front where it kind of makes a V-neck. And for the Liverpool jerseys, it actually does it behind their neck. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. They, they even it's got like they're wearing their shirts. In there. Right, they're wearing their shirts backwards. I, you know, I don't know, man. It's throwing <laughs> me off a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I'm not quite sure what's going on there. But, I mean, can we talk a little bit about yesterday's games? With I know, I know... I know you're butthurt probably about oh. Bayern well, going out and everything. They had their chance. Oh, come on, come on. Yes! No! Oh, no, Allison! I, uh, you can't save. believe it. Oh, uh, all it takes is a toe poke. Two oh. saves by Allison in the 66. Wow. That was a big time save. <laughs> yeah, sorry to cut you off. I'm not exactly like terribly pissed off because they played pretty yeah moose you're on my team good sorry guys sorry <laughs> he's, um, he's not happy Bayern got out either <laughs> uh oh liverpool missed a glorious chance just outside the six on a header there Ah, oh, fabinho right is that who it was i mean anyways uh yeah Bayern played the way they should have in the first game you know i mean out shooting uh, PSG, what was it, 28 or 29, somewhere in that range to six. I mean, it's just that uh, as they show the replay here from Madrid, oh, man, Allison, big sprawling save on Vinny. And, and then uh, the next one, who was it, on Benzema? Oh, man, you're a good goalkeeper. Uh, and the referee, great positioning, man, to see where that ball was and to see where Allison's hands were. So, anyways... You know, Bayern played well. They didn't get the expected result in the form of goals scored in the first round uh, or first leg there. And then, you know, ended up doing their thing in the second one by getting the goal. They just couldn't they couldn't move ahead on the aggregate, losing only on the away goal total. So for me, it's an OK performance. Can you win Champions League back to back without Lewandowski? Uh, no, <laughs> that's my answer. So. Yeah, I'm hurt. It sucks that they lost. It sucks that you could make fun of me with this surprise intro today. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, good, good on them. Let's let's go ahead and win the league, you know, and, and, and send Leipzig packing for second place. And uh, it'll, it'll be end up being a good year again. 
Well, you know, speaking of that, like, I mean, are they going to win the league? Are they going to have a, a real big hangover now? Are they going to be so disappointed that they drop a few more points and pull pull Leipzig back into it? I know that they play Wolfsburg at the weekend here, which could be, you know, a tough game for them. Yeah, I mean, and nobody wants to play Wolfsburg, right? <laughs> and and, yeah. and for them to uh, be on the road there, especially. And, you know, there were rumors that Lewandowski might have been able to go uh, this week although he ultimately didn't. So maybe he's healthy enough to go on the weekend. But uh, they're sitting 65 points, Leipzig at 60, and Wolfsburg at 54. I'm just worried about going at at Wolfsburg, you know, and then Leipzig ending up uh, winning their game, and then, and then you're in a tight race again. So, yeah, you have every right to say that. Uh, I think Leipzig play on Sunday. Uh, I would have preferred Bayern to play on Sunday, of course, with the extra day of rest there. But... Yeah, I don't see them doing anything else but a draw or win in that match. Maybe we'll get some good odds for the uh, double chance bet for Bayern. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, it, it really is a shame that Lewandowski was out for both games. You know, Chupa Moting popped up with two goals. You gotta wonder what a save by Coutois there. Oh, oh. man, big time. Um, but yeah, you gotta wonder how many goals Lewandowski would have got if Chupa Moting got two. You know, in the two legs, oh, yeah. like he probably had three or four. Um, right. But fair, fair play to PSG. You know, they knocked out Barcelona last leg, and now they've knocked out Bayern. So, you know, by no means do they not deserve to be where they are. Where last year, you kind of questioned the competition that they played until the finals. Um, so, you know, good on them. And then, you know, in the Chelsea Porto game, um, you know, we. We had a we had Chelsea to win one nothing, two nothing, three nothing, or two one, three one, four one, and they just they just sat back and played for a zero zero, and you know had an incredible goal at the end there by Porto on the bicycle kick. Um, yeah. But you know they go through two to one, and now we've got Chelsea PSG, which is gonna be a huge. Oh, there's oh, another. Save hey, Jota's back in the lineup. How about that, man? He didn't start. He came off the bench. And All right. I don't know why he didn't start. Oh, sad. He's looking good. <laughs> Dude, I'm, he should be starting for them. He's been great for them. I just, I, I guess you, you're not quite sure who to who to sit if you're Klopp, you know, because there's so much history with the, the three up front and Firmino, right. Mane, and Salah. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, you know, the Chelsea PSG game is going to be interesting because – Big time contrasting styles. Chelsea likes to, you know, sit and defend, and you know PSG loves to have the ball. And you got the pace of uh, Mbappe and Neymar, um, you know. So it'd be really interesting to to see what happens in that. And then you know wh- whoever wins here, uh, sorry, it's not going to be Chelsea PSG, is it? It's going to be most likely Chelsea Madrid, and then PSG against City. It's looking like right now. Sorry, totally yeah. got that wrong. We had, uh, you know, that small future we put out on PSG when they were playing pretty well. I think it was about a month and a half, two months ago. We, we mentioned that where, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a small stake, but, you know, 60 to one for them to win the Champions League and a couple bucks on that. I'm, I'm happy with it. Uh, it'll definitely return us some cash if they get anywhere close and we're able to either unload the ticket or somehow hedge that bet. You know, our good friend Sammy P always talks about, making your money, right? You don't want to leave money on the table. So if you've got a ticket that you can hedge by taking the opposition team at a plus number somehow or or end up taking some of that cash off the table without losing, it's a good idea. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of making money, let's talk about some upcoming games that maybe we can wager. 
And uh, the one game that, that I'm actually interested in that we probably haven't talked much about at all is tonight in the CONCACAF Champions League. I know it's kind of out there, but we've got the Philadelphia Union hosting Deportivo Saprissa, which this is, this is the rematch, the second leg of that fucking horrible, horrible challenge that we played the intro from uh, last pod. And, you know, the bets I, I would be looking at, if you can find them, is over on yellow cards. And if you can find like a red card prop over one or over a half, um, I, I really like an over on fouls. If you can find that, I, I've yeah. looked around. I haven't been able to find anything. I, I'm not quite as confident on the red card because I think the refs will know the history from beforehand and they'll try and keep a red card from happening. So I think they'll call a really tight game. It'll be they'll call all sorts of ticky tack fouls. They'll throw yellow cards around just to to keep anything like that from happening again. Oh yeah, but, they got to um, be aware of that. Up, oh, City but, have taken the lead, two to one. Oh, have they? I must be a yeah. little bit behind. It's, yeah, uh, so it, oh, it's Foden. Foden, look at the youngster scoring again mm-hmm. in the seventy fifth. My man. Wow. Yeah, the TV feeds a little bit behind. I was taking a look at. Uh, at some of the rosters and trying to find exactly like you're saying where the uh, foul prop I could find it and then then popped up Manchester City 2-1 fantastic all right I mean we expected something like that right we'd rather see Holland with the goal but I mean yeah he can still pop up we got time Um, but yeah you know like this I I feel like Philadelphia is gonna be out for retribution in this game there's gonna be all sorts of oh how uh, I just saw the goal and I don't know about that. Near post, goalkeeper got beat. A bit of a rocket, but off the post and in from Foden. Goalkeeper probably should have done a little bit better there. But, yeah, I mean, I'd be really surprised if Philadelphia doesn't come out trying to lay down the law and and smack that that team around a little bit for a little bit of retribution there. Yeah, I I hear you on that. And to me, uh, the foul call is is a great one. I mean – I think that uh, you got to, in the first 15, 20 minutes, see the referee blowing his whistle, you know, 10, 15 times, like a Torino game. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah, out absolutely. there. <laughs> you know, one after the other, just to keep everybody in check. Uh, you know, Philadelphia, notorious for some a-hole fans, right? <laughs> I mean, if their football fans and basketball fans and, and hockey fans are anything like their soccer fans, <laughs> oh, mama, watch out, Saprisa. Those dudes are going to come at you hard, and they're letting fans in their stadium. I, I was out there recently to catch a, a basketball game and to catch a, uh, a hockey game on a business trip, and it was nice to be at a sporting event with other people. But I'll tell you, having been there during this and then having been there for a uh, Chicago Blackhawks versus Philadelphia Flyers game in the past when full capacity was allowed, oh, mama, the anger level is amped up times five or ten because these people haven't been able to let their anger out you know you're yelling at a tv and it can only do so much for you but when you're at the game and you're able to really express your anger and do what you want to feel in in front of your other peers as well and in philadelphia where you're ready naturally more of an a-hole yes good for them yeah and then you know the, the other games that we're gonna be looking at are europa league tomorrow we've got uh all the games three o'clock eastern we've got four of them we got Slavia hosting Arsenal, and that's a 1-1 game where, you know, Arsenal did everything they could to not win that game last week, and they missed so many opportunities, and they scored late, and then, 
conceded even later. So 1-1 there. Arsenal have to get a goal. They, they can't have a 0-0 draw. Otherwise, they're out. It would be a massive upset against that team. But having to go you know, to Eastern Europe, we always talk about that. It can be really tough for them. They did play well at the weekend. I know it was Sheffield, but you know they won comprehensively 3-0. Um, so we'll be checking the odds there. I'm sure Arsenal will be massive favorites there, but um, you know maybe an under two and a half. Um, you know I, I kind of like that. Have to check all that out. What do you think, Blake? Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. And you know, although I I really liked that game, I was kind of more focused in on the Villarreal Zagreb matchup. I feel like the first leg result lends to some fireworks in Spain. You know, I mean, uh, it, it was one nil. Zagreb know that they have to be aggressive. They know that they have to. Uh, push the pace a little bit and and being at there the uh you know the visitors it's not going to be easy but uh the yellow submarines have their work cut out for them it, like you said a, playing an eastern european style team even if you're at home never easy yeah and arsenal money lines minus 125 uh, under two and a half has minus 125 um you know I, I could go for either of those not the greatest odds but you know, considering Arsenal should be should be favorites, minus one twenty five isn't horrible. Both teams to score no is a minus one ten. I, I kind of like that there. Um, and you know, if you want to, I think we haven't quite had the week that we'd like to have to where we could pull an Arsenal to win to nil. Don't want to quite risk too much since we're not doing so hot in the midweek here. Um, so don't want to limit our exposure a little bit. But uh, yeah, you know. Um, that those are probably the only ones. I mean, first half under 0.5 is plus 190. I know we've been trying to hit one of those. Hasn't quite come through yet, but I, I could see it 0-0 at halftime there. Yeah, there's no doubt that the 0-0 is a strong possibility. Um, you know, what, what's another uh, in, interesting matchup for, for you? Do you think Granada have it in them to do anything at Manchester? No, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. It's what's that in that game? Uh, it's two to nothing, correct? Yeah, United. it is. It's two to up two nothing. Yeah, no, I don't see maybe Granada pop up with a goal, but United aren't conceding more than one goal at home, and I don't see them being held scoreless. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you see McTominay out with yellow cards, you see McGuire out with yellow cards, you see Martial is out with a knee injury, Shaw's out on yellow cards. James could possibly be out. I mean, that's a lot of guys, you know. I, I don't know that Granada's that good, but that, that's a lot of regulars that are out. Yeah, yeah, you know, and um, we're talking about guys that are out, and somebody who's been out pretty much this whole season is our really good friend, AJ, who just joined in on the pod. AJ, <laughs> can you hear us? I can hear you. I have hey. no idea if you can hear me or not. <laughs> AJ! Oh. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Fans, so this guys, is the this is the guy. This is the <laughs> this is the AJ who we no, always talk no. about. And and I'll let I'll let Ian introduce him because they are they're the best of friends. Well, so first off, Holland just missed a great chance. Could have uh, but anyway, yeah. So um the three of us, we all went to college together in Brew Riddle, you know, we all played soccer there. And AJ and I were roommates after our freshman year. And, you know, we're just, you know, we're best friends. Um, I was in AJ's wedding. AJ was in my wedding. AJ and I were both at Blake's wedding. Uh, Blake was at my wedding. You know, we, we're just a uh, really tight-knit group of friends, and we've all kept in touch since then. Uh, luckily, AJ and I live close enough to where we've been able to kind of see each other pretty much at least once a month. 
And, uh, you know, AJ is kind of what we would call our, our English professional uh, <laughs> or, or expert uh, on the game there. He's actually originally from Derby. And, uh, you know, he's always been into the game and always been into betting, kind of got me into it along with Blake. And then, uh, you know, just ever since then, I've been hooked. Yeah, thanks for my degeneracy there, buddy. As Real Madrid earn another corner. Yes, fantastic. Let's go. So so let's fill AJ in here. We got uh, so our two bets, AJ. We've got Holland anytime score. And then we've got uh, Liverpool, sorry, Real Madrid or draw. So right now it's 0-0 zero, zero in the Liverpool Madrid. Uh, uh, so. And then uh, actually, AJ, we're talking uh, the Europa League games right now. We're, we just finished talking Slavia Arsenal. You got anything to add kind of there? I think. All right. So oh, if this is working properly, then you probably can hear me at this point. But um, yeah, I'm yeah, not watching you. at the minute. So I just wanted to, um, yeah, you've been trying to get me on here for a while. So I wanted to just tune in and see what it's And I'm very oh. new. Benzema just missed a golden opportunity there. Oh my gosh, in front of the keeper alone on top of the six. You got to be kidding me. Headed it straight into the ground and over the top of the bar. Ay, 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 guy. Oh man. Yeah, AJ, so normally we're a little bit more formal. Um, You know, we we got a good pattern and everything going, but we're just kind of doing a kind of live watch here, having a couple beers. Um, and, you know, just talking shop. Um, we, we just kind of previewed the Slavia Arsenal uh, second leg for tomorrow, talking maybe an Arsenal money line is minus 125, under two and a half is minus 125. If you want to get really brave, an Arsenal win to nil was plus 200. Um, you know, and, and then we're starting to talk about the Ooh. United Granada game. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, um, I'll do a little bit of research and um, look into those games as well. But right now, I'm fancying Arsenal. Um, I wouldn't go to nil. I'd probably go with probably about a two-one result. So just the money line would be a safe bet for that. I reckon. Yeah, and plus one twenty-five is not horrible for you know what should be a comprehensive favorite as we were talking before. And then um, yeah. you know we were just talking about the United game, and at first you know. I didn't think Granada would have anything for it, but then Blake just listed off all the suspensions that United have from uh, accumulation of yellow cards and Martial's out with an injury. So, you know, maybe they can make it interesting. Oh, wow. I don't... Yeah, well, when you put it that way, yeah, definitely going to be interesting. <laughs> uh, you know what makes it interesting for me is that those guys out are giving me better odds on Manchester United. Yeah. No, yeah there's no way the books can continue them <laughs> as ultra heavy favorites. <laughs> I'm taking it to the degeneracy level there. <laughs> well, you know, we've got oh, so United United money line is minus 225, so obviously no value there. Um, you know, if we're looking at under two and a half is plus 100. I kind of like that. You know, I, I don't feel like United are going to overexpose themselves going forward. They don't need to. They were fairly comfortable against Granada in Spain um, and had a shutout. So, you know, I, I don't know if United are going to try and score a bunch of goals there. Um, you know, a double chance for Granada is plus 185. I I, I just I, I can't get behind Granada. Both teams have scored no, minus 125. Um, you know, and then maybe a Granada, a Granada plus one. 
uh, Asian handicaps plus 112. So maybe that's the way we go with all those guys that cool. are missing. I, could I like that. both of those. I, I, yeah, no, I like those last options there. Um, question, since I'm not actually looking at it right now, what are the odds for United for the half, for the first half? And the reason I asked that is because, like you said, they've got all those... Yeah, because they've got all of those suspensions. I mean, if they want to play it comfortably, they're probably going to come out fast, bag a goal or two, and then sit back with the youngsters. So, I mean, it's another option. That's a United play there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Ooh, United, I like that. United halftime results minus 105. So that's not a bad... Oh, not yeah. Bad See, that gives you a, a little bit of value there. Nothing yeah. amazing, but, I mean, anyone yeah. who wants a, a solid United bet, but like you're hey. saying, you know, considering that oh, United are plus or sorry, minus what two twenty five money line, it, you can get them minus one oh five at halftime. Mm -hmm. That's that's a really good. good yeah. Answer. You know, AJ, you speak my love language, and that's value. I love it. It's good. <laughs> well, I mean, and here's where I got value this weekend, boys. This is only because AJ's on the pot, and I think this makes it into our starting eleven this week. Sheffield United are traveling to Wolves. Can it be possible that with AJ yeah. on the pod this week, that Sheffield United <laughs> actually win a match? I mean, they they got their main man back, and the you know Egan is healthy again, right? And, and you see, for Wolves, NATO is out, uh, Jimenez is out, so you know Neves is out with an uh, illness. I feel like it's prime time Sheffield time. We I don't think we could fade the blades this week. Oh, man. See, now I'm going to have to go against everything I've been doing all season. After that comprehensive defeat to the one and only Gunners, um, <laughs> I don't see their confidence being too high. Again, as I've been saying all year, I don't see them going out and getting beat heavily. I think that game against Arsenal this past weekend was like the heaviest they've been beat in a while. So, I mean, Wolves, oh, gosh. Well put together team. They're always pretty consistent. So, I mean, I don't see them pulling off a win. I can see them holding a draw, but a, a win, again, I'm, yeah, I'm not on it. Like, my no. whole thing with Sheffield this year is even though they're bottom of the table, they're not a team that you go out and say, oh, we're going to pump a bunch of goals past, which has been the, the past trend with the team that's bottom of the table it's like oh yeah here, here's our freebie report no one steps that against Sheffield still yeah, saying oh they're capable you know, <laughs> pulling it, it's, up a draw it's funny the uh the words you use to talk about the Arsenal win there because I said the exact same thing a comprehensive win by Arsenal at, at the weekend um <laughs> but so Sheffield are plus 500 against Wolves and a double chance is plus 125. Ooh. So, you know, plus 500, I mean, that's Ooh. worth a pop. And then the double chance, I really yeah. like, you know. I mean, oh. that plus 500 in some sort of round robin, AJ, those are your specialty. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. exactly. Goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, when I get um, some, some funds back in the old um, Bavada, oh. I'll, I'll start doing some like late season ones because this is when all the action really pops off because it's basically cup games every week now because everyone's fighting for survival and trying to make their moves up the table for European spots and all the rest of it. So, I mean, the, the games get super exciting and this is when you get those results that surprise people. So, 
yeah, I'll, I'll be keeping a close eye. <laughs> yeah, and you know, there's only what six weeks left. I think we got eight, eight to nine games left, and just about all the leagues across Europe. So definitely be interesting. Exactly. And then on top of that is the fact that yeah, like you just said, there is it. You're going to be, I guess, um, squashing a bunch of games into a short period of time. Plus, teams have still got their cup competitions going on, so. It's going to be those, I'm going to say, day before and day of bets, simply because you you need to keep a close eye on what the actual match day lineups are going to be. And then, again, that's not enough time for them to um, adjust the odds there and then say, OK, you know what, this team's an overwhelming favourite. So you're going to get some sneaky bets, some yeah. some nice money made. Yeah, that's been one of the toughest things this year with COVID is trying to make bets, you know, well out ahead of time to take advantage of, of some of the odds. And then when you do that, you know, all of a sudden, you know, 24 hours before kickoff, somebody's out with COVID or the game gets postponed. You know, it, so it's been kind of frustrating from, from that aspect. But uh, real quick, before we get to the end of these games here, we're in the 90th minute, I think, of both games. Liverpool and Madrid are still 0-0, so we're looking good here. Um, for a double chance, obviously, knock on wood. I say that, and Liverpool probably can score. <laughs> and then, uh, what do we got? It's still City winning here, but we're still looking for that Erling Holland goal. Uh, we've got two more games in Europa League that we haven't quite talked about just yet. We've got Roma hosting Ajax, and I believe Roma are up two to one there. Um, coming into the set and you know i'm not quite sure which way to call this one i don't know if i like i don't think i like an ix money line um but i definitely see some goals in this again we we're really unfortunate not to get the over three and a half in that game um and then the other game that we have we've got via real hosting and dynamo is a grab there and, uh, you know, that, that one screams under two and a half all day long to me or, or both teams score no again. Yeah, you know, Roma, I mean, they have just one defeat in their last 20 continental matches. I mean, 12 of which saw them keep a clean sheet. Uh, so it, it's it's going to be tough for Ajax. You know, they got to do what they can, they're can and capable of doing, and that's scoring goals. I know AJ, you always talk about them being a pretty disciplined team at times. But uh, they're young and frisky, you know? That, that's what's beautiful about watching that squad. It's, it's one of those teams you can tune into and watch and be like, OK, we're going to see some entertaining football. One, because they've got youth on their side, but they've got like a system of values that just, I mean, <laughs> goes back to the olden days of football. They've got a system that they like to play and it's been passed on through generations at their camps. So um, them playing... Wait, you said that's at home against um, Roma? No, that that's in Italy. Oh, okay. So, shoots, that that changes it up a little bit. But um, yeah, I'd definitely go with um, both teams to score in that. I can't see Ajax not scoring. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know that's unfortunately, um, you know they were missing a bunch of guys the last game. Their goalkeeper was suspended for. Some sort of some sort of performance enhancing um, oh, wow. ban or something like that. So I'm oh, not sure I like how that. Long he's out for. And then they're also the squad. Is it Ajax or Roma? Is Ajax isn't it? Who didn't fill out their 
squad list correctly. So uh, Sebastian Haller, who was yes. a signing at the winter, was left off of the Europa League, League squad, so he won't be able to play. So they really their, don't have a striker for the game. Their best player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Let's hope Real Madrid get one here in the uh, extra time so we can see Klopp lose his shit in the post-game presser. <laughs> I swear to God, man, he has complained so much this year. Like, you know, he I feel like he was a great, great manager. You know, when they're winning was always oh. saying the right thing, super energetic and everything. But I almost feel like he's he's shown his true colors this year, having, having a rough year. Uh, yeah. and, and just as you were talking, Coutois with a fantastic save, and he actually earned a goal kick out of it. Oh, yeah, Salah. He, he's been big all game. He's made some really big saves. Yes. Yeah, big for us right there, man. Salah on yeah. the six all alone, and, and we earn a goal kick. Oh, hell yes. Oh, yeah, I'm just seeing that replay right now. Ooh. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is they, they call a corner? No, 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 no. That's a goal kick. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how do we get four extra minutes out of this? Don't don't even give me that shit, FIFA. Ugh. <laughs> I don't even know about that. And what do we got? No Holland goals in extra time either. They're in the 90 plus four right now, yeah? Yeah, I've got it on it, here. They're, it's it's looking, not looking tough. Yeah, they might get one last chance here, but it's looking like seven straight games oh, for yeah. Holland without a goal. Yeah, we gave it a whirl. It's okay. Yeah, I guess he is human after all. <laughs> yeah. But he's still going to get sold, right? I mean, Dortmund aren't going to make the Champions League, and if they don't, there's no reason they keep him, right? That's their – they're like kind of – I was trying to tell Ian this, AJ, is that I feel like Dortmund are the arsenal of Arsene Wenger days. <laughs> uh, you actually, you know what? That's um, a nice little analogy there. Yeah, um, I kind of like that. I, I can agree with that. The, yeah. <laughs> Dortmund are going to play their brand again, and um, <laughs> I've not heard it put that way before. But yeah, Arsenal of Wenger days, I like it. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know they 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 have a set way they play, and if if they make enough money to keep the superstar, they they do, and if they can profit off of them, they profit off of them, right? I mean that's yeah, that's well, kind of how Arsenal used to do issue. it. Well, no, that was the issue with Arsenal. We kept letting our superstars go and um, not making enough money out of them. Whereas Dortmund, that's, oh my gosh, that was a last ditch. <laughs> Nacho. <laughs> Man. All right, so you were saying, what, what, what was the issue? That they were not getting enough money, whereas Dortmund yeah, accurately that, 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 sell their players? Like, we'd, we'd bring in a player, we'd, we'd be the team that took a punt on a player, and all of a sudden, it's like, okay, they played really, really well for them. And it always seemed like when they were at the height of playing well is when we lost that player. Because either... Something went down with the contract because Arsenal were all about, okay, no, as a club, we need to um, keep everything above board and keep our books balanced. I think I was telling Ian not too long ago, or Ian may have even told me about it. It was um, kind of summed up with Robin Van Persie basically saying that, all right, he was going to stay at Arsenal and um, amidst his um, contract talks, like some some board member or whoever it may have been, some upper staff came in and were basically saying, oh, yeah, but look at our numbers. And basically Van Persie was like, I don't give a shit about the numbers. Like, I'm here to win stuff. Like, what are you going to do to ensure that we, we do that? And that came the trend. So we ended up losing our superstar players 
like right when we should be keeping them and pushing on. So then we're having this reset and it's like, oh, who's the next gem? And that's what we're in right now, complete rebuild. And we've got a manager and we've got players that are supposed to be doing that. But I mean, look how long it took for Aubameyang to sign. And now we're going through the same thing with Lacazette. Is he going to sign? I just saw something come out about Leno saying, oh, he doesn't know if he's going to sign his new contract. Like it's just, seems oh, like we've gone back into the old patterns. It's, it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and it doesn't help when you lose your best player like Robin Van Persie and then he immediately goes to United and wins the league the very next year. Yeah, it, <laughs> you know? and it's vindicated, you know? Yeah. Like, I understand some of those moves. Like, okay, you had, like, a Fabregas go over to Barcelona. Okay, boyhood club, dream move. You understand that, but going across town to rivals and whatnot, like, that's unexcusable. Yeah. But, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, I'll tell you, so, for, for from an outsider looking in for you guys, you know, Arsenal sitting on 45 points in the top 10 of the table, actually ninth right now. I mean, yeah. not not terrible, right? I mean, that's that's pretty decent for a rebuild. Um, it's not terrible, I, I but it's not what team. Arsenal should be doing. Uh, agreed. And the thing is, do you know what's kind of insane? I think we're only like, what, maybe seven points behind Liverpool right now, who were champions last season. Yeah, obviously they're having a terrible season, but we're kind of, and I'm always like this towards the end of the season, I'm always the optimist saying, hey, you know what, we string together three, four wins and all of a sudden it looks completely different. And everyone's been so inconsistent this season that literally three, four, four wins puts us right back in European places and people aren't saying Arsenal have had a terrible season. Whether they can do that, yet to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> well, both games have just gone final there. Uh, we lost the Erling Haaland anytime score, but uh, we did win the Madrid uh, double chance there. So that puts us to, I believe, two and five on the week. Like, like we said, we've just been horrible in Champions League there. Um, but we've done a really good job uh, on the last day of of pulling out, uh, you know, three and one or four and oh. So we still got a chance to to break even or very slight loss. But, you know, like we've said, our, our overall record here, we're over 13 units, I believe now, um, about 20, 20 more wins than losses. So nothing, nothing horrible overall. And we'll, we'll continue to do that. We'll have the weekend games out here soon enough and we'll have the, the rest of our plays for the champion or sorry for the Europa League tomorrow and uh, we're going to be hoping to have a, a lot more guests here soon you know we've got um, we've got some people lined up here and uh, one of the guys that we're hoping to get on here is uh, the soccer picks club uh, is their handle on twitter there and you know you can always find us on twitter at bettingxi and then we're also uh, our gmail is at the betting, sorry, the betting 11, the betting XI at gmail.com. And then EJ, you stuff. see what I have to edit? You see what I have to deal with editing these pods? <laughs> the betting XI 11. Hey, hey I'm, a, I'm a few beers in here, guys. Relax. Oh, it's that's what Friday. happens after it's you're watching some games, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then uh, on Insta, we're at the betting XI there. And we've also got our website, the betting XI.net. Uh, so you can always find us there. Yeah. AJ, thanks for, thanks for coming on today, babe. Appreciate it. 
We love you. Uh, no problem. Thank, thanks for having us. And um, yeah, hopefully we can um, sort this schedule out and you'll, you'll see me a little bit more regular here. Hey, I, I did try to trick you into uh, betting betting Sheffield United today. It didn't work. You're going <laughs> to fade them and uh, properly so, brother. Uh, we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll come up with some um, sneaky little bets for the weekend and then, yeah, we'll see what happens. Dundee Ali's trainer right next to me is saying it. You may hear him. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. The heavyweight champion is taking the mandatory eight count, and Foreman is as poised as can be in a neutral.